right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Couch Coaches Podcast where we talk about everything going on in sports for this week and we are super football heavy this week, of course, because we have, we're in the mix of the, the middle of the NFL season and we have championship season for, for, football, for college football, which will then have a huge impact on who we see in the final four and who we see in the bowl game. So um, we got to, let's get going. I would like to start with uh, the Raiders game from Sunday. I, for the first quarter, I was watching it and I was going, they look fantastic. This look, I mean, wow, this is, this is, uh, this is, look at this whole new team and everything. And then the next three quarters were not good at all. So uh, Deacon Hill, I'm going to start with you. I was I was excited for you the first half because I know I was talking so much crap at church, um, which because it's just fun to do. But uh, I really thought you guys were going to pull it off. You guys looked really good, and then it didn't happen. So um, thoughts on the the Raiders game on Sunday? Yeah, like you said, they they started out you know fourteen zero uh, lead, you know, and I seen you send me my text and all that stuff, and I ignored you, but um, yeah. Um, uh, my Raiders, you know, I, I think the expectations, we we got a little excited. You know, they are who they are. They're playing against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are, you know, defending Super Bowl champs. They, you know, they still have Patrick Mahomes, and then they still got uh, Kelsey. So, you know, I just think the Raiders are who they are. We just got to just uh, sit back and, and play out the rest of the season and see where we go from there as uh, far as uh, the uh, uh, Antonio uh, Pierce becoming the head coach or not. Uh, I definitely do not like the offensive coordinator. I think he's a, a little over his head with the, and I think that's the, our biggest problem is the plays get stale. You know, they started out with a couple of plays and were able to score, but then after that, it gets way too predictable on the play call. And I think they need to get rid of that playbook. That's one of them old books that they didn't had for forever. And the Raiders need to to get an offensive coordinator to come in there and and be innovative and up to date with play calling. But other than that, you know, I just think the Raiders are, you know, they're, they're still a team worth watching. They're going to be – I think they'll still be in all these games that are coming down the stretch. And, uh, you know, I'm not expecting them to to make the playoffs or anything like that. I'm just uh, hoping that they just continue to improve. I, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for uh, Antonio uh, Pierce to – you know, I'm, I'm rooting for him, but he has, to, he has to prove it, you know. I don't see it with the offensive coordinator – um, the quarterback, he, you know, he put up some good numbers. I mean, he was stable and everything there. So we'll see how he plays out. I think everybody's auditioning for next year. Uh, they, they, we got rid of, um, the cornerback, uh, um, what's his twin number 24, his name just, 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 we, we, we cut him the one that don't make any tackles or nothing. Uh, um, Peters. the guy that sucks. Yeah. Peters. Yeah. So, and that, and that's, that's what I like about what, what, uh, Pierce is doing, he's holding everybody accountable. Before we'd have, we just keep guys around for namesake or whatever. But now if, if you're not producing, you're out the door. And I just got, I think he got everybody on on notice for that. So I think they'll, they'll continue to uh, compete throughout the rest of this season. And hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll find something and find their way. I hate that when people go, oh, let's tank, let's tank for next year and all that. I don't, I never like tanking because you never know what your team is about. You just got to play your games. And, and try to build your team and and, and let the call uh, the cards fall where they may. So, you know, I think the Raiders just got to keep playing. Is your your offensive coordinator right now? He was the quarterbacks coach because they ditched the the coach and the OC, right? Yes, yes, uh, yes. He he harder hard agree or something like that. Yeah, Bo hard agree. But yeah, he he was the quarterback coach, 
and then they they made him the OC. But I think he just he but and like they said, a lot of people always said he's still using those same plays. They couldn't come in there and, and you know and put in a whole new offense, yeah. you know. So he still got to use those same plays. But I think it's it's how when when do you use those plays and when you call them, how do you dial them up? Has a lot to do with it. That fourth and one was crazy when they, you know, you, you, they had the fourth and one and they hand the ball off. They said, somebody said, yeah, you turn a fourth and one into a fourth and five. You hand it off five yards deep. That was horrific. Oh, that was such a horrific play. Yeah. Yeah. It's just stuff like that, you know. So I just think he's a little over his head in, in his play calling. So I, I almost texted you during the game because, you know, how they sh- when they do like a quarterback comparison, like at halftime and they showed uh, what's your quarterback's name right now? Uh, O'Connell. O'Connell. So then they show him that dude looks nothing like a football player without his helmet on. <laughs> he looks like he looks like some like, you know, like the skinny fat guys. Like they're not they're not fat, but they're like they're they're they thicker, have but they but they have no muscle whatsoever. He looks like like he looked like a dude that dressed up as a raider for Halloween. <laughs> I almost text I almost texted you. He it's it's I saw him I'm like because he's not playing bad. I mean he's not playing he's not playing great, but he's but he's not like. He's not he's not horrific out there, but that dude looks nothing like a like I bet you he goes to a bar and they go, What do you do? I'll play football. And they're like, Yeah, right. Good, good one. Nice. Yeah, but 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 for his experience and everything, where he was drafted and where for his experience, of course he's not a, a Purdy, but uh right. for what where he was drafted, I think he's playing pretty well when in his experience, you know. So, you know, like I said, we'll see what, what happens with him down the down the stretch also. Yeah. Brother Bill, did you get a chance to see the Raiders game? And just thoughts on the I Raiders did. and thoughts on the Chiefs also. Um, because we'll most likely be playing them in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I did. And I and I, I was uh sad I would not interrupt um, Deacon Hill during the game. Um, just let him kind of watch it and enjoy it. And I feel like he had a response. So I just my son and I Billy, we watched the game and at the 14 nothing lead didn't surprise me. I mean, I knew that the Raiders were gonna be up for the game. And Kansas City, their receivers, I mean, take away Kelsey and they have nothing to me in the in the in the passing game um but the what i saw in the third in the second half was steve spagnuolo does what he does defensively and even with the raiders predictability on offense which you know i agree with deacon hill that that was disappointment because not only was it stale and predictable but it played right into kansas city's defense's hands i mean they are uh, for for everything Patrick Mahomes does and Kelsey does, it's that defense is consistent. Now they've had laxes in times against better teams, but the fact that they held the Raiders only three points in the second half was to me was surprising. Um, but again, it just kind of goes to what they you know. Again, their defense is is who they are. They're, they're legit. Uh, the other thing I thought was interesting in the game was as good as a start they got with getting Jacobs the ball. Again, they don't have to run him, but just put the ball in his hands. And I think if they don't get another offensive coordinator, then it's going to be tough sledding even next year because teams are going to know how to defend them. You know, they're going to run on first down, get what they can, and then it becomes, you know, second long, third and long, and then if they don't get it, they have to punt. And so I'm I'm – I'm curious to see what they do in the uh, one, how they finish out the season, um, how hard they, the players play, um, and then going on into next year. Because believe it or not, the AFC West division, I mean, yeah, as long as Mahomes there in Kansas City, they're probably going to be the favorites to win the division. 
But the Raiders aren't that far away from, from making some inroads in the division. Denver is a shocker. No one expected Denver to do what they did the last five games. San Diego, I mean, L.A. Chargers, they're at the bottom. So um, There's also yeah, a think, shock because they're so talented. Right. <laughs> but, but Kansas City, um, yeah, it the AFC is – this is the part of the season that I like, the second half. It, all the games are going to get amped up in. That race for home field advantage, uh, the three teams that are vying for it between Kansas City, Miami, and the Ravens. Um, I think it's – home field is important to me equally for all three of them. I don't give any team the edge to say they can still go and win on the road if they have to. Yeah, you you bring up the point about Mahomes having nobody to throw to, but Kelsey is something that, like, if if Mahomes is susceptible to having the this big, fat QB contract, and he, who I think could go, I mean, he should go down as the greatest quarterback ever. The dude's un, unbelievable, like, right out the gate. But even he's having a hard time being successful. And granted, we'll see how the season plays out because his contract is so big. It's hard to put like really strong players around him. I mean, like Tyreek Hill, he, he costs so much money that I could that that was an easy kind of OK, you got to go. If you're going to make 30 million, go someplace else. But the fact that they're not being able to, to afford to bring somebody else in to play is just it's so disappointing because you see all these quarterbacks are like maxing out everything they can get for the money. and Brady showed you for 15 years that if you take less money, you have a better team around you, which then allows you to win or to win easier. And I don't understand why nobody follows that. Everybody's like, like they're even the guys that you would like, okay, maybe Burrow will take a little less. No, 275. Um, uh, what's his name in, uh, in, in LA chargers maxing out again. It's like, you guys, if you take all this money, you are not going to have a great team around you. And then you're going to be just kind of like floating, you know, first round exit, second round exit, 10 win, you know, 15, whatever the wins are a, a year and not, not winning Super Bowls because you can't put the team around you. And I don't understand why more quarterbacks don't take less money and win and then make more money later because you're a winner. I, that does, it blows my mind. Oh, the answer is because they think they, I don't want to say it's selfish, but there have been teams where, star players have taken less. I'm not even talking about quarterbacks, just in other other positions, right? Be it running back or wide receiver, just so that they can sign a key player. Actually, I think the 49ers did it when they came here, which, which year it was. Um, but I'm not saying just because I'm a Niner fan, but I'm saying, but it's the, do you want to win a championship or you just want to try to get paid as much as you can now? And because it's, to me, it's harder to win a championship than it is to get a big contract. So why not do the why not try to win your championship and then get paid the next year? I don't know that, but that's just my opinion. But but even even the, like if you if you're a Super Bowl champion, you will make more money over your lifetime because you could you have that ring right. than you would if you just got paid more. And I mean, like half half the guys on the radio and TV getting paid, you know, a couple million bucks a year to be on TV are they have to have some credential of winning something. It can't just be like, oh, hey, this guy was really good and didn't make it. I, I just think when that time comes up for that contract and everybody's always trying to set the market and it's a competition, who who got what or what, so ain't nobody going to swallow their pride because tomorrow's not promised anyway. So you sit here and think you're trying to set up something for the long run and you what your the next play could be your last play. So, no, I think these guys go out when their time is up to get their money, 
they're going to always get that money. So that's just how it is. But Max Steele versus maybe 10% less in order to maybe keep some key players or sign a key player. I mean, 10% off of what did Deshaun Watson get? A 250 mil? <laughs> yeah. He's, like, that's, he's got a, that's a couple of players. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I, I don't get it. Granted, I'm not, nobody's offering me $300 million to play football. So maybe if I, maybe if they said, Hey man, we'll give you 300 million. I go, how about 325? Maybe, maybe it would be, I don't know. Maybe it'd be different, but it just, I don't get it because it's like you like, it shows you over and over and over again. If your quarterback makes a certain percentage of your salary cap, the chances of you winning go way down. And the only person that seems to kind of be hanging on and doing that is Mahomes to this point. But right now, it, they don't look like a Super Bowl team to me at all. But it's Mahomes, and you go, well, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. Um, next subject, talking about big money and bad decisions and everything. Uh, Frank Wright got let go for the Carolina Panthers, and I could care less about the Carolina Panthers or Frank Reich. Um, but the the owner, Tepper, came out today and said, look, we need, and this is this is his third mid-season coaching firing since he bought the team in I think in 19 um he said we you know I'm okay I'm I'm patient but I need to see progress so they went and they traded these draft picks and stuff to get trade draft picks and a number one receiver to get a a a top pick and draft what they thought was going to be the future quarterback well also last year what they did is traded McCaffrey so they get rid of draft picks this year they get rid of a number like a clean clear number one wide receiver and one of the best running backs in football the last 10 years and at what point did they think that all of those things were going to lead to success for this young quarterback um brother bill make it make sense well bryce young doesn't have enough talent around him one um number two if you look at the where the Panthers have been since they lost the Super Bowl 50. So it's been what seven years. Um, if take away McCaffrey, the team has been non-existent offensively. And so I, I don't know, I'm not in the owner's head. I don't know what his plan for the team is. Um, but clearly without without talent, they're gonna continue to be at the bottom of the division and they'll just be irrelevant. And I just feel, I feel for the fans because as a product that they're putting out there on the team, that's that's just not just just not good. That's all I got. Big Greg. Well, you you know, like you said, they it, it's a quarterback driven league, so they had to try to get a, the quarterback. So they had to move up in the draft. So you know, and that there what more was their draft capital? They had to get rid of they had to give, give up that. Uh, the number wide out, the number one receiver to, to move up to get the, the number one quarterback, which they thought was the number one, Bryce Young. Um, as far as McCaffrey, you know, McCaffrey's in the, the perfect situation, guys, with the 49ers. That's a that he's in the ideal situation. He was he was a good running back and with in Carolina, but he he he's not a workhorse, what they needed in their their system. He had to be the workhorse. And he, as you notice, he stayed hurt all the time. He was he never he was always hurt because they always ran him to death. And where you guys, he's in the perfect situation where he don't have to carry the whole load. And, you know, he's dynamic. I ain't taking nothing from him. But he's not that guy that you're going to get, you know, 25, 30 carries a game and uh, game in and game out. And every now and then you might give him, you know, a workload 
but you can't. He's not going to do that for a full season, and probably probably no running back can. But um, yeah. So he, far as that, he wasn't working out in Carolina, not for what they needed. So I could see them, you know, and he was happy to get out of there. That thing just got to a stalemate right there. So that I ain't going to lay too hard on him. I think the biggest problem is, like you said, the coaching carousel. They keep on, you know, you just can't keep getting rid of coaches, bringing in coaches in midseason, hire, you know, firing and stuff like that. So they need to settle in on their on their uh, their quarterback, uh, their coach, and they just got to ride it out. They got they got draft picks next year. I think I'm looking at it, they got like six six draft picks. Not uh, they only got like uh, second second through fourth and a couple of fifth and six round picks. Maybe they can uh, package something together and move up a little bit. Plus they, you know, yeah. But yeah, they gotta they gotta build through the draft, and then they gotta but they gotta settle their coaching. You gotta find that guy, whoever it is, and then you gotta stick with them, and just go from there. But if you're if you're a coach and you're a good coach, you're not going to Carolina. Like Carolina is only gonna get an assistant coach that's like looking for like an opportunity, because I can't imagine. I mean, they paid big money for to bring in Rule, gone. They're bringing in probably not as big money to bring in right gone the first year i mean that's that, that can't be a situation where you're like if i'm a coach oh yeah that let me let me do this let me move my whole family and everybody to carolina and then if the owner's not happy i'm gone you know 12 to 16 months after getting hired it just seems it seems like a an awful situation for bryce young well i saw something in the news today saying that uh greg olson who calls the games on fox he wants to go uh, yeah might be interested in the panther job right that's what you, i that's have no idea do. why he would want to leave that gig on Fox and go to the Panthers. Well, that's he's the a kind legend of that you're over there. What's that? I said he's a legend in, in Carolina. You know, he played, but he has no experience. That's the whole problem. He has right. no coaching experience at all. So <laughs> yeah. good luck with that. Yeah, that, that's the dude they're going to get. They're going to get the, the tight end that is a commentator that wants right. to coach. They're going to, I mean, that, that's they're going to get like uh, Jeff Saturday kind of a coach. Right. All right. All right. So on to, uh, college football. This is a absolutely monster weekend with tons of implications. The, the the ranking top four came out, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State. Out of those four games, we have obviously the championship weekends. Who do you think is the most likely to lose this weekend? Which would then, I'm assuming, any if any of them lose, they're, they're out of, they're going to be out of the top four. I don't see somebody surviving that. Um, Oregon plays Washington. Um, Georgia plays Alabama. Louisville plays Florida State. Uh, Michigan plays Iowa. I would say... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I think that the game that I think is the most evenly matched is Washington and Oregon. Um, because that that last game came down to the wire, and this again, I always say styles make fights. Both teams, both teams' offense has a style that can light it up. I mean, it's so get ready for another basketball game when they play in the uh, Pac-12 championship, and that would be the game I think where uh, that could go either way. Where Oregon could possibly uh, beat Washington. So you think even with Florida State's backup quarterback. You think they have a good shot against Louisville? I do. Yeah, I mean Louisville, and it's at it's at Louisville. It's in Charlotte. Okay, so somewhat of a neutral site. 
Yeah, I just believe that Florida State's defense, Louisville isn't isn't ex- explosive offensively. Nicely, even with the backup quarterback, um, Florida State's defense is just good enough to uh, to win the game. Not not by landslide. That's why the, the point spread is is what it is. But again, I just think that Washington Oregon game is going to be uh, a nail biter. Deacon Hill, who who do you think is the most likely to lose this weekend? You know, I, I would I would agree with uh, Brother Bill on that. I, I think that uh, Washington, you know, Oregon has a good shot of beating Washington just because you know the, the way they played the first game and Oregon the first time around. Oregon was was the favorite and was supposed to win. That was a shocker that they lost. So I think that they might have revenge on their mind. But I'm not going to sleep on on Alabama and and Georgia. You know, uh, I know you're looking like that, but uh, Alabama, even though the, you, everybody's making a big deal out of that Iron Bowl game and the way that they played and came back on that at the end and everything, that game is a, is 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 a is a rivalry game. They're gonna both those teams are gonna bring it, you know, and whoever comes out on top comes out on top. So I I just think that uh you know that's gonna be a that's gonna be a good game uh, that Georgia Alabama game. So, so 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 you think Georgia's not like the Georgia that's been killing it the last couple of years no i don't think they're as as good as they were but i they they have come on a little bit i was i was a little bit worried in the middle of the season i was watching them and they they wasn't dominating at all you know and then and now they're starting to turn it around a little bit but i think they can be had i do think they could be had so well, i'm gonna keep a, a close eye on that i think alabama could get them so so if oregon loses th- this is what i think i think i think oregon's gonna win because they're, they're playing in vegas Oregon kind of got a little too aggressive and messed up at the end. So unless they do that again, I don't. And Washington, man, Washington plays to their competition. It's frustrating to watch. I thought they were going to lose the Apple Cup this weekend. I'm texting my brother-in-law going, dude, what What are you guys doing? Can you put away this terrible team? Um, what I see happening is I see Florida, I see Florida State Louisville being close. I see Oregon winning and getting going up into the into the top four. I see Michigan's going to kill them. I, I I don't see I do not see Alabama beating Georgia. I'll be it would be cool because it'll mess everything up and make it crazy. But because I don't I don't really care about either team. It would make it very exciting if they did win. So um, what happens if they win? Nothing. Georgia goes to three or Georgia goes to four or something like that. And Alabama don't get in. Nah, because they're so. Yeah, uh, see, here's the thing. This is what I think is going to happen. I think the committee is going to look at Florida State and Louisville and look at Florida State and be like, do we really want a second string quarterback? going into this college football game, or can we have like one of the biggest playoffs ever? And I think Texas is going to, I think they're going to murder Oklahoma state or do we bump them Texas? And then you have Georgia, Michigan, Texas, uh, Oregon. That's a, that's a big, that's a big fat juicy TV tournament. I could, I I mean, I, I bet they're begging for, 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 for Florida state to lose and Texas to dominate and go in. I can't man jumping from eight to four is a big fat jump as a huge jump. And I think that, and I think that, and I think they position them that way. Like, I think they say something. I think they're trying to say, look, we really don't want Alabama in this. So we're going to put them in eight, which is, which is a ridiculous jump because Oregon and Washington are so close. If it's a super tight game, I mean, you could have Washington jump, drop down to four. You're saying it's a a, a big jump, but look how far um, Ohio state fell (laughs) from one loss. Look where they, Look where they fell to. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So they could they do a lot of moving. I'm telling you, you you don't be surprised. Yeah, it would be. I'm I'm man. I'm disappointed. Ohio State so far so far down. 
just because it, like what they did last year. So they lose against Michigan. They're still in the championship. And they went, they took Georgia to the very end of the game last year. I think the only team that they don't play fantastic against is Michigan. And I don't, the only thing I can think of is that Harbaugh's in, in their head because I don't understand why they play so well and there's so offensive schemes and everything's all over the place and doing great. And they play Michigan and it just like stops. Yeah. yeah that quarterback, that quarterback, uh, his, the quarterback play is what held them back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the turnovers, so, but the, uh, I picked up something that you were saying about um, the scenario. So let's say if Alabama beats Georgia, and um, the question was, what would it take for an SEC team to be in the Final Four? So if, let's say, Georgia loses, would they drop uh, more than four spots? Right. I, I still see them. I Probably still see not. Them right. And then, but then what happens if both Georgia loses and Michigan loses? And Washington and Florida State. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't think all four of those teams are going to lose. I'm thinking the team – that would be the most like again most likely to lose. I think it still comes back to Washington, and if they lose, they you know they would be a, a one loss a one loss team. They'd be twelve and one, and Alabama at eight. I I can't see Alabama. There's right now there's four teams with one loss: Alabama, Texas, Ohio State, and Oregon. And so if Oregon wins, then then they could conceivably be in the final four. So they take one of those spots and then Texas is going to win. I can't see Alabama leapfrogging both Texas and Oregon and well, Ohio state's done both Texas and Oregon in order to get that four spot. But they'd still have to, Florida state loses. What's they'd, that? Have to, they'd have to leapfrog Ohio state too. I mean, Ohio state's ahead of them. Well, but, well, but Ohio State doesn't play another game. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, but like, but you can do funky things without playing. You know, they can still shift stuff. Ohio State's ahead of who? At Texas. Yeah, yeah. So five, five through eight is Oregon, Ohio State, Texas, and Alabama. So I don't see how you guys can't see if Alabama beats Georgia. How 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 is Georgia? How is Alabama not in? And Georgia's Georgia's still going to be in. Well, so so. <laughs> oh yeah, because I just I don't I, I can't see who's gonna. So then every so then. Florida State's moving up, Oregon's moving up, Washington's moving out. So that would like ship like Ohio State and Oregon in. Okay. And then Washington. So I don't I don't well, see Florida see. State, even if Florida State wins, I don't see them making it because like the committee has to look at that and go, they they have a good record, but we cannot put a backup quarterback okay. in. Okay. Deacon Gray said something that makes sense though. So let's say it uh Georgia is the only team that loses, and Michigan, Washington, and Florida State, you know, win their games. Then could that drop Georgia all the way down to five and then Michigan, Washington, Florida State all move up one and then Alabama comes in at four? I think that's too big of a jump. I don't see why you can't see that. Even if even if Texas wins, because cause see but, but Texas beat Alabama. Exactly. But then in Alabama. In Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, they they did, and that was early on. And you gotta look yeah. at the you got, Alabama was figuring some stuff out, and then you gotta look at the strength of schedule. The schedule that that Alabama played in the SEC, and look what look what uh, Texas schedule was. They, all that stuff got to come into consideration. And I just think if Alabama beats Georgia, and look at this one, if if and say if, say if Oregon beats uh, Washington, both of those teams, why can't they replace the teams that they beat? I'm not not in the same position, but I mean getting into the playoffs. 
If and Oregon, Oregon wins, they get five. in. If Alabama wins, they get in. Yeah, but Oregon's at five. So if they win, they're going to automatically be up, and Washington will automatically be Alabama's out. Alabama's at six. Alabama's they're going to beat number one. Alabama's at eight. Alabama's at eight. At eight? Ohio, Ohio State. Is, at? Yeah, if they, if they were at six, I could. yeah, I could see that, but they're at eight. Oh, that is eight. I need yeah. my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that's six. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, no, six, six would make six would make total six. sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, calm me down, then. But I'm still, I'm still thinking, I'm still yeah. thinking they could get in anyway. If they beat number one, you got to get them in. I say if they beat number one, you're gonna want to have. There's too much money in this for there to not be an SEC team in the final four. I'm just gonna go and say it. I mean, there's too big a market to not have the SEC sure. team in the Final Four. For sure, but uh, did that, that happened to Alabama before, right? Didn't they? They were out of it. They were out of the Final Four, and they won the last game and still didn't get in. And everybody was like, "But either Georgia or Clemson was in." So, didn't that ha- but there was some. Out. But there was somebody like, and either, either they were really hot and weren't in the championship for whatever reason. And didn't get in. There was something where they were like, they were really hot. And you're like, man, I wish they had made it because they were they were. Yeah, I kind I remember that. Yeah. I kind of remember that scenario. Yeah. And I don't remember if they if they were not in the SEC championship game at all, or if they were and won, but still were so far out that they didn't. I don't. I don't remember which what the, what yeah. the scenario yeah. was. I, I was looking at that wrong though. Yeah, if they're number eight, that's gonna be yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I th- I think the Oregon Washington game will be pretty close. But I can't see if the Washington loses, they have to even even if like even if it's like a like a field goal game, I cannot see them keeping Washington in. No, yeah. they're kind of a they're kind of a boring team. <laughs> you know, they're just they're, they're not they're not a real great product. Like I would much rather see Ohio State slip up, but I think Texas is going to make a jump. I think Texas will will beat up on Louisville, and I think they're going to be the team that jumps up, and it'll be Oregon and it'll be Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Texas. Hey, I, I hope brother Joe Morgan uh, Mosley isn't hearing you say that about Washington. He sees, he knows, he knows, because he was stressing about that Apple Cup too. You can't watch that <laughs> stuff. You can't watch that and go, we're gonna, we're gonna kill Oregon. <laughs> Oregon's, their coach seems intense. He seems like he's, he's like, we messed up here, 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 and we're gonna fix all these things. Washington seems a little, a little sloppy to me. But uh, so, no thoughts that Michigan will lose to Iowa. I'm assuming, right? None. Okay. None. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think so. Um, but I don't see I after even watching the Ohio Michigan game, I don't I still don't think I don't think Michigan's that great. I don't know what I don't know what all these people are looking at. I'm looking at a quarterback that throws the ball ten times a game. They're physical. They're, talk- they're just a physical yeah, team. I'll, yeah. Yeah, I'll they're physical, but like that goes up awful against Georgia. I was gonna say they can win their Semi-final game. I mean, if the standings stay, they would play either Washington or if Oregon was to win, they could play an Oregon team. Yes, they're the more physical, but they aren't explosive, right? And so coming to me, if you're Michigan, you don't want to play a team like Oregon, an explosive team, because look at what TCU did to them last year. Yeah, you want to play Texas, who's got a yeah, coach, yeah, a you, coach you want to play that same kind of slow, methodical, physical team that you know where points are going to be at a premium. Yeah, like and I said, I, I think Ohio State could have had them if they had a better passing game. If that quarterback could have could have done yep. something. Yep. And the unfortunate thing is, I bet if Ohio State made it in the in the playoffs, they would they would have it'd be like last year. Like they look like a night and day between the Michigan game the week before and the game they played against Ohio State. It's like or a game against uh, Georgia. Georgia. 
It's like, I don't, where was this team last week? This team would have killed Michigan. <laughs> I, I, I think he's in their head. I think that's, I think that's what it is. He's like, the, it's like Ryan Day's, that's the only guy he loses to is Harbaugh. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for this weekend. Um, and uh, that's it. Oh, so, talking uh, about your Niners? I was going to say, maybe you were saving the best for last like you did last uh, week. Yeah, I, I mean, that's I can okay. see why you wouldn't want to talk about them, but. That's uh, okay. I did it. Uh, <laughs> so, we, yeah, okay. okay. You know what it is? I'm so, because I think about the Niners all the time. I feel like we, I've already talked about it. Yeah. Okay. Not, okay. The showdown of this the season until the NFC Championship game, uh, Niners-Eagles, my personal thoughts, I think the Eagles are not well coached. And I think that they have, I think uh, Jalen Hurts is an absolute stud. And it really worries me that it looks like you're going to get to the second half of a game. And when they need to get three yards, they'll be able to get three yards. When they need to get seven yards, they'll be able to get seven yards. There's something very gritty about them that even though I they don't look like they're necessarily all playing together, I feel like the skill level on the team is super high. And I feel like Jalen Hurts is a total stud. And I... Really want nothing to do with a close game in the fourth quarter. Deacon Hill, thoughts? Well, like I say, the, the experts got you guys as a three-point favorite in on the road in Philly, but you know how I feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, you guys, like I said, you guys are healthy. You, you know, you guys been wanting that. You're healthy. All you guys are there. It should be a good game. It should be a good game. And um, if you guys, I will say this, if you guys – uh, come out and put some points on the board. I don't think Philly's going to come back and and, and and catch you. So I think Philly wants to uh, make it a dog fight all the way down to the wire. And uh, if, and if it goes down like that, I'm, I'm thinking Philly's going to beat you guys. That's fair. Brother Bell. Yeah, I say um, if we had uh, Huff at safety, I would feel more confident in Niners winning, even though um, our backup, uh, Jair, what's the last name? Um, I can't last name. The rookie, he played, you know, well last week against a Seattle team that I thought was going to give us more problems in the passing in the uh, pass defense. Um, I think the thing with with Philly, you have to give them credit for, is their defense when it needs a stop. Now, granted, Buffalo should have won the game. They had two chances to win the game. The Bills did. And they, to me, it came back to the same formula once again. When jo- when your quarterback is your is your running game, that's not a winning formula. It's just not. The difference, I think, with the this 49er team, um, even though Dallas gave Philadelphia a good run, uh, I think defensively, where the Niners have the advantage is they don't have to blitz anymore. That they can, if they get pressure consistently on hers and doesn't mean they necessarily have to sack him but if they can if they can control the line of scrimmage with their front four then it makes their defense flow they they run to the they run to the ball whoever catches it you know they don't have goddard to worry about a tight end um philadelphia is is easier to defend this year than they were last year uh offensively the key for the 49ers is they just have to take care of the ball if they if they take care of the ball, even if they have to punt, my thing is, punting isn't bad if you have a good defense. Just don't turn the ball over, and then and then you're given already a good opponent at home a short field. Um, we're gonna see how good the 49ers offense is against arguably the best team they've had to play defensively Easy. all season. Yeah, sure. Taking nothing away from Dallas. Brown, well, the Browns, think, the Browns. Uh, well, 
Yeah, the the Browns. The difference there is the Niners didn't have Trent Williams or Debo, so now the Niners' offense is going to have to um, be prepared to just stick with their game. And I'm interested in the in the play calling because um, Kyle Shanahan for the last three weeks has been extremely aggressive offensively, which has been a good thing. And um, for everyone who's still doubting, you know, Purdy, he doesn't have to throw the ball 25 times for the Niners to win a game. If they are moving the ball, if they're getting the ball in the hands of their playmakers, then they should be able to put up enough points and get enough stops to not just win the game, but even cover. I would. I don't think it will be an upset if they beat the Eagles at Philly by more than six points. I'm saying right now. I think it's, I think we're going to be real. Philadelphia's offense has not played a defense like the Niners other than the Cowboys. And which even then, like, I like think the Niners either. defense is better than the Cowboys defense. Sure. Philly is undefeated at home. Just, just let that run through your brain for a minute. And we like, played who have they yet. played at home? Look at their schedule. Who have they played at home? They played whoever they had on their schedule. Not us. They have played. Yeah, they, they, have, they, haven't, they haven't played this defense. Okay. Yep. Boy, I, it's I'm gonna just... be fun next week when you guys come on. <laughs> it is. I'm. I'm ready. It, it's just gonna be. It's just gonna be like it was last week. Hey, can we? Can we invite? Can we invite Deacon Ivan? I'm pretty sure he might. He, he won't show up. He. We invited him 50 when, times last when year. When he beat. When they beat you guys, he will. <laughs> okay. If we. Yeah. If 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 we lose, it won't happen. Uh, theoretically, if we were to lose, and please invite him on. <laughs> please. He, he and I will be texting after the game. I won't disturb him during the game. We'll just while I'll say, you know, may the best team win, no, and then us. we'll may we'll, us win. Okay, and at the end, Bill, send him that invite. Okay, I will. <laughs> oh, if he's on the show next week, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> that means we that means we lost. I think we get oh, to no, we, no, we invite him win or lose. He doesn't invite us. If, no, he won't show up. If they lose, he's not going to come. Yeah. Huh? Well, you, I'll invite him anyways. No, the, you got to man up. You got to man up. I and mean, if you get show you up, you can invite him. You can invite him. I'm just yeah, saying, he's not going to if they lose. Oh, he has nothing to do with that. I'm the one that's talking about him. So, no, he don't need to come if they lose. Oh, well, I'll tell you what then. When they, uh, uh, it, who, who do Raiders play Sunday? It's a bye. We're regrouping right now, retooling. Oh, okay. So the Raiders, so the Raiders won't lose this week. So it'll be a good week for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be in a good mood. You'll be in a good mood. Next week is going to be fun, boy. I, look, I want you guys to look. Even if you lose, just come in with excitement, okay? Even when you lose, I mean, just come in with excitement because it's not going to be over. You guys still going to be able to, you know, try and call your way. Super Bowl. Win the Super Bowl? Right. No, no. Yes. That ain't, that ain't happening. We're talking about we're playoffs. We're talking about getting you guys into the playoffs, okay? We'll, be, we'll get in the playoffs. Well, we're, we're going to get in the playoffs. It's a matter of whether or not we go in as the division winner or, or a wild card. We'll be a division winner for sure. Yeah, I mean, because if we, even if we lose to Philly, the key is just to beat Seattle. Because look at the schedule. See, Seattle, you know, so they already lost to us. They're this lose week to they Dallas. have to play Dallas. They're gonna lose. And then they play Philadelphia next week. So, so well, no, I'm sorry. Then they play. No, Dallas plays. Philly plays Dallas when we play Seattle, right? And so, so there's still a scenario where the Niners can still get a, a home field advantage. You guys so should. Do. You guys are in that division. You almost. You just a cut above the. Uh, what is it? The NFC East or the, what? What is that division? The South. 
You guys are a cut above. You guys are oh, on. Come a, on, man. You got. I'm serious. You know that's okay. That's okay. That's okay, Greg. You can say you can say we're just a cut above. That's fine. Go ahead and just. You are. You got all the all the way to January. Be realistic, February, Bill. February. February. Well, we got to well, we got to get to the playoffs. No, he said it right. Bill is realistic. You are realistic. That's all the way because well, because second season starts in January. Well, the second week in January. The Super Bowls in February, which we're going to. Yeah, so yeah. But first things first, we got to take care of Philly on Sunday. Done. Consider right. it done. All right, all right, you guys. All right, I will see you guys uh, at church on Sunday, and I'll see. We'll see everybody else on uh, right here next Tuesday. Yes. Right, have, a, right. have a good night. Go Niners, Raiders, and your bye. And more importantly, do not go Eagles. Eagles! Gonna be good.